Hello and welcome to another one of Henry Weston's Old Mate, the podcast. Uh, I am, of course, your host, Stuart, and we have got an old, he was more than a friend of the podcast. He was a huge part <laughs> to the start of the podcast. Uh, Mr. Owen McGrath, I'm going to get over to you in a minute. Before we go and speak to Owen, please like, rate, and review this chat. This is only going out as audio, so it's not going out as a YouTube video, but please share us around. Subscribe to us on Apple or Spotify if you can. Write us a little written review. Give us that five-star review if you'd be so kind. Enough of me waffling. Owen McGrath, we're not talking cricket today. We'll get on to what we're talking about soon. But how are you, my friend? I'm very good, Stu. Thank you for having me back. And, yeah, it feels a bit weird being back in a different capacity. I suppose I'm I'm in the answering sheet rather than doing the questioning and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's nice to be here. And it's uh, nice that I don't have to worry about accidentally picking my nose because it's not going... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like any, anyone who's listened to the pod over the last sort of, well, I guess we're approaching two years in April, I think it'll be. Yeah, it's and mental. It seems so long ago, doesn't it? But in not that, that first ago. year, you joined me for quite a few. We created basically what was the Warmer CC podcast, uh, talking cricket. We had a few wonderful guests on. It died a bit of a sort of death last year. I think we were both busy. You were very busy. I was very busy with a new job, but maybe we'll get round to some cricket podcasts again in the future because we certainly do enjoy those but this podcast um it's 2023 me and brother alex have putting out a little mini series about our oh, trying to lose a little bit of weight trying to get a bit fitter we know this time of year everyone's in the gym gyms are busy it's january uh, everyone <laughs> wants everyone wants to get their six pack back everyone wants to be able to get their shirt off in April when it's about 11 degrees on DLC front. So <laughs> everyone starts trying to get a little bit fitter. Um, I don't think what we're going to talk about, the fact that you've signed up to quite a huge, massive uh, fitness challenge. You've signed up to do a triathlon. I'm going to get you to explain it in a minute, mate. Um, this isn't about New Year, New Owen. This is more about taking on the physical and the mental challenge or something like that. But talk to us. Uh, just explain the challenge that you have signed up to undertake? Uh, yeah, so I kind of, I'm trying to do something, so it all kind of all congregates to August, but I've, I'm trying to do something quarterly as well. So at the beginning, it's basically, it kind of got bred, I kind of got really, I said I'm not going to swear today, so I'm not going to swear. <laughs> so then if I if I need to send this out to the school to the school for a little bit of promo for the, for yeah. the just given, it, it's it can be PT then. Good because um, I don't I don't like editing out single words. No, yeah, exactly. So I, I suppose on my birthday it's like I just moved home, like me and her had like kind of gone our separate ways, and I got really drunk on them on my birthday, and I woke up like with a stinking hangover, and I've never not trained. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like. I haven't missed a gym session of like at least training four days a week for like the last 10 years, I reckon. I've been yeah. really consistent with that. Like it is kind of part of my identity, but I haven't done anything really physically exerting in quite some time. So I was like kind of staring at my mall, feeling sorry for myself and my life situation. And I've always wanted to do one. So I thought I'm going to full send it. I've never done a triathlon in my life, but in the summer I got back on a bike and done a hundred miles and I felt like that was pretty comfortable on my bike and, I thought, let's just do an iron, man. Like, let's just, let's just, let's just full send it. So, I looked in. There's, 
Yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah, no, I was going to say, so go on, just because there'll be plenty of, this is, obviously isn't a specific fitness podcast, so there will be no, yeah. plenty of people who are listening to this because they like listening to me and you and my guests. Um, what's the difference between a triathlon and an Ironman? I assume it's just the overall distance. Yeah, so they say so it's a bit like, I don't know, I've obviously never done one. Uh, so the sprint distance in like the Olympics, I think, it, I don't know there's certain distances, but the Ironman follows the same premise of a triathlon. So you swim, bike and, and run. But the distances, I think it's 2.4 miles swim. And Open water? You, uh, well, the one I'm doing is actually in the sea, which is a catastrophic because yeah. I... That's very open water. Yeah, swimming swimming's my like least strong suit. Like I honestly reckon I got kind of got the mental fortitude to go and do 112 miles in a marathon tomorrow, but the swimming is what I'm bricking, and I think people probably find the swimming the easy bit. So <laughs> And uh, you'll yeah, swim not, first, will you, oh? Yeah, yeah. So you swim first, so and also it starts at like five AM in the morning. So Where? You, Where are you doing uh, it? So, uh, well, there's there's three in the UK. There's one in Wales, there's one in Bolton, and there's one in Ireland. So I thought, with my Irish heritage, I'm going to go. So it's in Cork. Right. So I'm, I've signed up for Ironman Cork in 2023. So, yeah, the whole premise of an Ironman is yeah, you do an open water or sea swim that equates to about 2.3 miles. Then you get out the sea, you go to transition point one, then you do a 112-mile cycle. And then you get off your bike, but you don't get changed at that point. It's a bit horrible, so you stay in your dry seat. And then you go and try and clock on a marathon after at the end, just to, just 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 the casual marathon after after 112 miles in the saddle. So, um, wow, yeah, I mean that's, so that, yeah, yeah, it's pretty mental, really. And that's so that's the that's your aim, that's the the big aim. But you've said you're going to try and so when is your birthday, Owen? When did all this come around? Uh, my birthday's uh, like late end of September, twenty third of okay, September. So, so you made this decision a few months back, uh, and so what have you got? So you've got a so you've got a few training events booked in, or what have you got in some half marathons, some full marathons? Uh, you got booked in in the build up. So, so I've done a half marathon yesterday, just as training, and then um first first event of the first quarter is Brighton Marathon, April the second. So doing bright doing the Brighton Marathon on April the second, and then wow. this this is a bit close to the Ironman, but it's fine. Then me and Nathan Siddons in June we're going to do Chase the Sun, which is where you start in Sheppey. So you, they they do these all over like different countries and continents. So you start in Minster Sheppey at like sunrise in the morning on the twenty fourth of June. So it's the longest day of the year, and then you've got to cycle the length of Britain. So you've got to get to. You've got to get to Somerset, I think. I think it's Western Supermay. I think you, it equates to about 210 miles in a day. So you've got to get there by sunset, which is about nine o'clock. So the speed so the speed isn't too bad. It's just the monotony of that. So, but, yeah, that's a fair and how shift. Do you, obviously, there's a bit of route planning there because you can't take your pedal bike on yeah, yeah, all lane motorway. Or whatever. So um, they, what they do is it's quite, it's quite decent, actually. Uh, and I think quite a lot of people have done it, so it's very doable. It's just like good for the mind, I think. I think we have both set Nathan and Ironman last year, and I think it'd just be really good for my mindset just to like effectively be moving for fifteen hours. Yeah, I know it's not. I know it's not swimming or or running, but I think it's just yeah, it will be a good kind of premise for that. Um, they basically give you a, like a GPS loaded route, and it links up to your little cycle yeah. cycle computer, and you have to. So part of the challenge is that you have to 
do your kind of navigation and if you yeah. come across this and that. And then, yeah, uh, kind of, like yeah, got the Ironman. Yeah, big time. Get my gold <laughs> award at the same time as cycling 210 miles in a day. And then I haven't really decided what to do from the September till December, but... Okay. Yeah. Well, there's, yeah, so... to... well, there's always the 24-hour uh, run for cancer probably again this year. Oh, oh yeah. So you... Maybe I'll do that. You can maybe join us whenever we're silly enough to book that in. Um, I, I've i known you a long time, Owen. Uh, many people listening to this will also know you, but so they probably know this, but you're not new to um, sort of taking on and setting yourself these challenges. Are you as a, as a younger man, you set about um, one particularly long cycle ride and you've also run the London marathon as a younger man, didn't you? Um, talk us, you did uh land's end to John O'Groats, didn't you? Or John O'Groats to land's end, whichever way around you did it. Um, how old were you? Were young when you did that, weren't you? Yeah, I don't want to sound too narcissistic, but yeah, we done, we, we actually done from we, we didn't do the whole like eight hundred miles. What we had done is we done from Dill to Lands End. Okay. Uh, and I I was only fifteen to be fair at that point, which right. is pretty mental. How, how many miles was it though? Four hundred and fifty-five over five days. Quite so, so it's the length of Britain just on the other side, basically. Yeah, so we just went from the furthest point. So yeah. we went from Dill, left left from the fish at like nine o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> nine o'clock on a Monday morning and ended wow. up in Land's End by Friday, which was when I look at some of the kids that moan about like when we have to do like twenty minutes continuous training in PE, I'm like, when I was your age, I was literally cycled the length of the UK. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't enough. I'm not ex- I suppose people would say, Oh yeah, but you've always had like kind of natural fitness. I don't think I have really. I think I've just kind of got a bit of grip between my teeth, if that makes sense. Just like yeah, I think... well, I mean, if you 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 took that on at at fifteen, um, and then how old were you when you ran the London Marathon? Oh uh, yeah, when I done the marathon, I was eighteen. So oh, okay, so that's had... eighteen. And how old yeah. are you now? Twenty-seven. So I've kind of had a bit of a nine-year hiatus from endurance events. Yeah, but <laughs> but like you say, I mean, we we all sort of go through different phases of our life and let's probably be honest you mentioned at the start of the podcast um you haven't missed a four day sort of week in the gym for about a decade prior to that you know you were a bit of a a lumpy young man weren't you um as we all were as i certainly was but but i would say you are you know you're a fit bloke now you're not no one will see this youtube video but we've got the sort of chiseled chin going on there proper (laughs) athlete looking old owen is um so it is it is definitely part part of your identity and we sort of touched on what brought this about oh and I don't want to go too much I don't want to turn this into a mental health podcast sort of you mentioned mm. that you became a single man you moved back in with mom um which happens to everyone or doesn't happen to everyone but happens to a lot of people to at various stages of their life some some a lot older and some a lot sort of younger than than you um was it good did you did you need to give yourself that focus? You sort of said you'd gone out and got a bit drunk on your birthday. Was was there a was there a danger that you maybe you could have let eighteen months to two years slip by in the pub rather than the gym if you <coughs> yeah, weren't 100. careful? Yeah, hundred percent. Like massive. Oh, sorry. You know. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, um, my phone just come up with one of them annoying things. <laughs> yeah, that I couldn't have actually put a bit of them put in my uh, put it a bit myself. Like I don't think. I think the thing with me is that I stay so busy that I tend to like 
when I the only kind of day I ever rest is like a Sunday, and then I feel like a deep kind of unfulfillment when I'm sat in my bed, and that's when like demons creep in. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, that's when I just like. I just feel like what I'm, what am I, what am I doing? Like, so I think I feel like I probably like out train and out, like stay busy trying like, I hate stopping. And that's, that's effectively masking your mental health, isn't it? That's, yeah. that's like kind of masking you trying to, that, that's you masking you trying to answer them questions. But yeah, I think I just, from September till December, if I'm completely honest, I probably went out a bit too frequently and was kind of, I'd obviously booked all these challenges, but I was constantly just saying to myself, just get to January, just get to January, just get to January. And I wasn't not training. Like I said, I was still training, but I was just like, yeah, like Christmas come. And then I just got, I just felt I just needed to get to January just to kind of like proper have a big reset. Yeah. And I, I feel, I've never felt better actually, mate. I feel like, like I was saying before this, I, I feel like cardiovascularly, I'm spot on. I don't feel, don't think I've ever felt fitter. It's just going to have to like proper go to the world because my body's a bit battered from rugby and stuff like that. I've obviously had quite a lot of operations as well for like a 27 year old kind of bloke. So yeah. So you, yeah, don't, and, you don't, you don't play, you, you play your cricket in the summer, but you don't play your rugby anymore because of a couple of bumps on the head. Wasn't it mate? Uh, yeah, so that was a bit of a rough time, really. So kind of, I probably lost a bit of my self-identity there, really. So just had quite repetitive concussion issues. And I had a bit of a sketchy eight-month period, really, like three years ago. Yeah. Where I was like, kind of like going in and out of consciousness quite frequently. Like, I don't I don't actually wear my glasses as much as I should anymore. But I was effectively like, having like little seizures like once every three days. So yeah, I kind of got re- like referred to the Institute of Sport of Health in London. And I think... Rugby's rugby's mental. You're not. You're not. I knew what I was getting into. This is why this tackle was a bit mental because I only ever really got concussed from like low tackles. But um, yeah, that was a bit of a sketchy period, really, Stu. And then um, yeah. So moving forward, I just kind of like I've lost that kind of self identity, and I still go down a club. I still run around like a madman on a Thursday. <laughs> but yeah, I kind of probably need. I'd probably needed something to invest my energy in rather than just like the strength training. I feel like as I've kind of branched into endurance, they forget about the S of the C. So they forget about the strength. They do all the conditioning. And I probably forgot about the conditioning for quite a long time, but I've kind of always been pretty fit and had a kind of natural, like aerobic kind of based on fitness to kind of get me through. Cause I'll kind of walk everywhere. I did call. Yeah. Yeah. So well, yeah, I am. Um, yeah. Well, sorry, I am. Um, I am. Um, yeah. I've sort of obviously, started following you on Strava and all, all your, your all your times and stuff come up and you um you've been training for a few months now but I would sort of say someone like me I like a bit of running I'm not particularly quick but I can plod along and then I just sort of look at you who's recently got back into your running and sort of just out there blasting out sort of 10 miles sort of eight minute miles and below so like you say there is that base fitness but I just want to go back to something that you mentioned a few minutes ago, though, it might, um, you mentioned that you might be might be sort of using, you know, masking, using exercise, maybe using going to the pub as sort of masking those demons that you mentioned can creep in. They creep in for me as well. I, I used to be very good at not doing anything. I find that if I have a whole day, like if I have a day off work and I actually don't leave the house, I actually find by sort of three or four in the afternoon, 
if I'm if I'm just sat on the sofa, I will start to struggle. Um, I'll take myself out for a walk or a run now. Um, what I struggle with, and I just want to see if if you might be the same, Owen, is with my running or or whatever I'm doing, resting because. How are you with your resting? I know you've said your Sundays are your scheduled rest days, but I will, I often forget to rest, even though I might only be running four or five miles a day. Um, I'll go out seven days a week sometimes and I won't have that rest that we know is important because I end up thinking, well, I'm sat here feeling a bit sorry for myself. I'm going to go for a run because it'll make me feel better, but it might make my head feel better, but my muscles... Uh, my body in general needs that rest. How are you? How do you cope with a Sunday you're doing today? You might not have trained. I haven't looked at your Strava yet. What do you do? Do you make sure you read? Do you have a way of trying to avoid those demons if you're not keeping physically busy? Uh, yeah, it's a work in progress. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I'm terrible, mate. Like I'm really bad. Like I'm. I know I need to rest, but like. This is the thing, like you look at people, like you look at, because I'm obviously trying to like expose myself to people that have done and gone through this process of training for an Ironman or training for like these kind of long endurance events. And it's easy to watch David Goggins say, stay hard like st and all that kind of stuff. I do and... like, I listen, I like listening, I listen to the, I've just downloaded his latest book because I, I quite enjoyed yeah. his first one, but yeah, he's a bit, he's a bit, yeah. Oh, I, he... I love him. I love it. Like who's going to carry the bolts? <laughs> uh, but like um it is good but um yeah to be fair i think it's just getting a bit more intuitive with it so i went to the obviously done a half marathon yesterday with the boys and then i went and just done like 45 minute spin on the bike just to kind of flush any like lactic acid out to keep you up for a walk and now i've just sat down with you so yeah. uh, realistically i haven't really trained i haven't really stopped if that get if you get what i mean so yeah. I'll come off and I'll come off here and have a roast dinner and then I think I'll get itchy feet and I'll probably take myself for a walk, mate. Well, realistically, I probably shouldn't. Yeah. But yeah, it's like I hate. It's a, I think it's easier, like, because I'm obviously living at home. I just don't like. I don't like sitting around and doing nothing. If that mean, if that makes sense. So. And do you? Yeah. Is it? I mean, it's not uncommon, but you're you're 27 and you're at home with mum, which realistically the average first time house buyer is whatever it is, 34 in the UK or something. Mental bonkers. now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but you were previous to this, you were used to having your own space. It might have only been a small flat that you shared with someone, but yeah, it's hard, isn't it? And I don't know. Potentially, you don't want to be lounging around your mum's space all day looking lazy even though you're not lazy you're resting you're resting you've oh, been yeah. to work monday to friday you've gone and done your job you've you've trained saturday so sunday should be a rest day but yeah you've explained you feel guilty within yourself you probably think other people might be looking at you thinking he should get off his ass and do something but it's hard yeah. isn't it and situation situations never perfect are they but um that's something you can sort of work on or hope that you are working on, obviously. Um, I've, I've got written down, like, did you need to kick up the arse sort or of reasons behind doing this? I think you've explained that, Owen. Um, it may seem like a very cliched question, but I am going to ask you what you hope to sort of gain from the triathlon. I mean, you will gain a sense of achievement, but you've achieved a lot physically. I don't think... I might be wrong, but I don't think 
you're doing it to go and test your yourself because you know you can do it. You got on your bike and cycled 450 miles. You run the London Marathon. Um, is there anything? Is there anything else that you're hoping? Are you helping to sort of? Are these building blocks for for later in life? I don't know, Owen. I suppose I've thought about this quite a lot actually, and it's quite hard, isn't it? Because like I don't know, like you find. Look, when I told certain people that I was going to do this, they're like, what? Like, I hate people that don't back you. Yeah. That makes it, like, I hate it. And then, then when you do start to do a little bit, I hate it when like resentment creeps in from them people. And it's just like, you know what? Like, screw you, effectively. Like, yeah. I, like, I thought like you were meant to be like one of my good friends and all that kind of stuff. I was saying it has happened, but I can definitely tell that it's creeping in from certain individuals. And like, I, I put up a, like, a couple of things on Instagram and like it's actually quite pleasing like some people have mentioned to me like even when me and Nathan running me and Nathan Mitch were running yesterday Nathan was like I love it when you and you come on the podcast together because it's just like quite natural and it's not like Stephen Bartlett talking about his net worth and is, he the, is he the diary of the CEO yeah, yeah and he my... does have some good yeah they do yep. have some good guests on there but it's a bit more interpersonal like me and you right now I feel so I think I don't know like Am I going on a journey of like self-reflection on myself? Yeah, probably. We actually want to sound like too like too like self-developmenty, maybe. But I, well, I it generally can be do whatever think... you want it to be or whatever you need it to be. You might be going out there just to prove that to yourself that you can do it. You might be going out there to prove to others that you could do it. And that is not a bad thing if that's what motivates you. Um yeah. If you, yeah, if you're going out there just to stick two fingers up to someone, oh, that's again what no, yeah, I, don't, I don't. That's not you, is it? But like you say, there no. are going to be. I mean, I undertook my silly little run last year, and I got nothing but um, positive. positive support. But I did hear from a couple of friends of mine. Uh, a couple of things I'd sort of posted on social media that there was a couple of sort of people mentioning, oh, here he goes again, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the sarkiness. Do you know what I mean? I just, yeah. I've got no, I, I, maybe I used to be like that. And I, I feel like this, this has opened me up, mate. Like, I feel like I've got no time for it anymore. Yeah. I've got no time for it. Like, I've got no time for any negativity. Like, I've just like, I've, I'm trying to like, me and you, we both try to like, obviously, we've, like both had issues, both kind of like cracking on and we're trying to like use it as a positive kind of thing. I think when I sign up for this, it's definitely, I don't know, it's definitely not extrinsic. I'm definitely motivated from within to do it. I think you know, I've always had like a kind of innate drive of self, self-fulfillment self and self-betterment. Yeah. And I do, I do think it's probably like one of the hardest things to do like physically and mentally, but there's not a doubt well, this is going to sound arrogant, but I haven't got a doubt in my mind that I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I've, I've, I've li- I literally haven't. Like ever since I started off, I just I know I can go to the well. I know I can kind of get. I know I can get like proper tapped into my brain and like, like f- physically, like I said to the start, like mentally, I feel pretty tapped up. It's just like if my body holds together. So I've just got to really kind of be intuitive with that and make well, sure let's... I do get it. Let's we've talked about resting. Let's talk about not necessarily the specifics, but you are, I assume you're working to a training plan that will 
peak and then sort of taper off towards the event itself. You mentioned early in the podcast, oh, that you've thrown that Brighton marathon in. So that's potentially a little bit close, but then as long as you manage yourself afterwards, is there a danger that getting yourself into pretty good shape for Brighton, you do run the risk of overtraining? Uh, I'm not sure. So, I basically, I'm pretty keen because obviously I'm pretty keen on my strength training and my gym work. So I've, there's this guy called Fergus Crawley who's done a couple of mental things. He's done like a 600 kilo powerlifting meet, which is like a squat, a bench deadlift in the morning. And then, uh, sorry, the night before. And then like within a 24 hour window, he's then gone and done an Ironman. So I kind of thought, yeah, it's mental. And then he's done like a double, he's done like a double Ironman, all, all while maintaining like, pretty key KPIs like strength indicators like so I feel I bought a, I bought kind of a template off him that was 100 quid but I'm kind of adapting it to my needs so at the moment I, I run twice a week I cycle twice a week I strength train three times a week and I'll probably do a bit of core tap top up like when I cycle two times a week and then I'm swimming once a week so my my runs are so I look at Strava now and people that are training for Brighton are running three, four times a week. I'm not, I'm, yeah. I don't care about that because yeah. I'm, I'm a sweet with that. Like I know if I can do, so I've got into quite a good routine actually. And it's quite nice because those people that kind of like probably see me like from the outside in probably think I'm not quite extrovert, but deep down I actually am quite introvert and I train alone a lot and I don't yeah. often train with people, but it's actually really helped me. So we kind of got a Monday night run club and a Saturday morning run club going on at the moment. So we're doing like, so we meet at Dill Castle with the boys, with Nath, George and uh, Mitch. We try and do 10K, but I, I take a run down there, which is an extra 3K. So Monday nights, I'm doing about eight miles, which is fine. That feels quite cruisy, actually. Yeah. And then Saturday or Friday, Friday or Saturday, Saturday mornings, uh, we're trying to do like a long run day. So... I feel like I've done a half marathon yesterday and my heart rate stayed within 150 and we ran at like eight minute miles. So I was wow. well happy with that. So I was, I was pretty, I was pretty sweet with that. So I think regarding Brighton, as long as I can carry on doing like six to eight miles on Monday and then use that, that Saturday as like a long run day. So anything 10 miles plus, I'm happy with that. So then I'm doing, I'm obviously getting my kind of like low zone two training still. In with the spinning, I will get back out on the bike eventually, but it's it's too dark and stuff by the yeah. time you get. So I literally have to go to on the spin bike at the gym, and you're staring at yourself in the mirror for an hour and hour and a bit. It's horrible, but it's good for the metal, and it? it's just good for the mind. You just staring, dripping out of sweat, and everyone thinks, "Who's this? Like, who's this cretin on the bike?" <laughs> Why do you talk to me? You just you you talk. Um, sorry, the other thing is going off. The watch is going off. So you talk. Uh, yeah, it's pretty sort of. Hard work staring at yourself on the spin bike for an hour and a half. Let's let's we've been going for about half an hour here. Oh, let's we're not going to wind it up, but let's move towards the end of the podcast. Yep. You're That's out. Good. You're out doing. Um, you're in the middle of your triathlon. You've survived your swim, your worst <laughs> bit. Um, you're getting towards the end of the bike ride. You know you've you you're in a half decent place but you're just that mental fog's creeping in and your mind starts going to those darker places 
you might start questioning, have I, you know, can I finish this? Where does, how does, how does Owen McGrath, where did, where does your mind or how do you battle that? Because whatever, you know, even these top athletes, everyone goes to those points and especially physical and mental fatigue only increase it, don't you? How do you combat that? What's your defence mechanism? It's quite, it's quite a funny one really, isn't it? Because, I think when I ran the marathon, everyone was like, I was so underprepared for that, mate. I literally done like three runs. It's just like, <laughs> I was living off, I was living off youthness, really. Like, and I was so <laughs> overweight. Like, this is how ridiculous it was. I wore like two pairs of like just standard like Nike socks because I thought that was a good thing to do. And then like about 10 days before when I'd done my 20 mile run, I had them massive blisters on my feet. <laughs> I had to go and get them cut off. I didn't even know what running socks were. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and they were all like, right, you'll hit the ruler at 20. You'll hit the ruler at 20. I didn't. I just thought I, I felt like I like I excelled at twenty to twenty six, but I'm gonna. Do you want to know? Like, if it's, this sounds stupid, but I struggle at the start. Right. Like, I, like, I, like yesterday, like I, I felt pretty battered. I didn't like. I struggle in a bit with my. I only. I never really get any like quad pain. I always get like a little bit of like tenderness in my foot and my calves. Yeah. And I, I train legs on Thursday at the gym, and then I just like I went down to rugby training. I couldn't run. And I sacked off Friday's training session on a bike. I'd, that's the first session I've missed like in five weeks, I think. And I got to Monday, I got to Saturday morning. And I was just like, "There's no way I'm going to do this." And the, Nate was saying it as well. Like, I struggle from like zero minutes to fifteen, right? And then I then I think when I get past that, I'm in the groove. But I don't know. I feel you've just got to keep moving forward, didn't you? I mean, it sounds stupid. I think not stopping. I think if you can, I mean, again, I don't want to go back to my little run I did, but we'd sort of, I'd sort of hoped that we were, we were never going to stop, but I'd I hoped over those seven, four mile runs that we did, I hoped that I wouldn't ever walk and I didn't, but the last few runs I got bloody, bloody close but I was, if I was gonna, I was never gonna stop. So if I'd have stopped running and started walking, I'd have just walked. But yeah, it's like you say, I mean, it's just plodding on. It's, I don't know, falling back. If you, you know, there will, I'm sure there is certain mental prep that you probably do. We all do every day without realizing it. You know, every, yeah. probably every day at work, there is always something that crops up and you probably don't even realize it till you reflect on something that you build up mental resilience to certain circumstances. A kid gives you some grief and he gives you that sort of grief every day and it bounces off you. But that one day it might sort of niggle you or I get members at the golf club. I can take it 99 times out of a hundred, but that one time and you just think, but you learn from that the next time you, you don't react and, but, but, uh, yeah, keep moving. Um, I I want... Yeah, it, it's it's funny. Like, I feel like you're so. The thing about endurance is it's so you've got to learn to embrace the boredom. Yeah, haven't you? Like, it's will horrible. You, like, will you? I don't know because obviously it was a huge difference for me. I'm not going to talk about my run, but I did. I didn't. I do all my training with earphones in on my own. Yeah, and then I come to the run. I'm trying to run oh. with people and talk to them. So my breathing shot away and my brain yeah, yeah. wasn't occupied with an interesting podcast or a, a, a beat to run. Not that I'm into my music, but every now and again, I'll run with music just to get that sort of beat and the rhythm. 
Um, not that I have any rhythm, but um, <laughs> will you do? Will you do a triathlon? Will you be on the bike with earpieces in, or is it all? Yes. So, um, so like Brighton Marathon, you're allowed to run with headphones, but right. uh, the the Ironman, you're not allowed anything. You can just have your watch. You know, oh, yeah, shit. yeah. That's a long, that's a long time. But I will say this: the crowd does look amazing, but they're not going to be out there when you're doing your when you're at the end of your when you're in the <laughs> middle of your first lap, fifty miles in on your bike, and yeah. you've done a hundred miles. There's no, there's going to be no one there at that point. So, yeah, I feel. That's what I was saying, like, because I artificially at the gym will always wear headphones, but this is why I quite like running with the boys on Monday and Saturdays at the moment, because you can do the classic, like, B-Tech level two talk test, can't you? Like, yeah, we, we can talk here, so it means my heart rate's all right. But um, yeah. it's also just quite nice, like, running with, like, because I feel like that's the kind of environment that it will be, but on the bike is that bike and that, side, that swim is going to be pretty mundane. And it's just like you said, uh, you can't use any ergonomic aids and music or like podcasts, and it's a bit frustrating. But we move, mate. It's, it's one day. It's one day out of potential, like whatever your lifespan's going to be. That's that's yeah. I suppose that's how you can look at it. Your lifespan will probably be a little bit longer for all this training you're putting in, mate. Um, I'm not going to ask. I think we'll say there's a couple more questions though, but I think maybe we'll get you back on nearer the time, and we'll we'll see how your training's progressing. And then I'll ask you a couple of questions that I've got written down here that I think would probably be a little bit wasted now, to be honest, because it's not quite close enough to the to the event to, to really um, get your thoughts. But um, is there anything else oh, that you want to go over before we sort of wrap this one up for now? I don't think so. Just from my perspective, carry on the good work for your end. Like, also, in your runs, I thought you were smashing your runs out well quick come at seven. The seven runs, weren't you? I felt like you're running a bit quicker than you normally did for the start. I started... Yeah, I was. Was. That, was, that, was that on purpose? Was that on purpose? I or... kind of... Do you know what? It's probably... if I, I'm probably... I do sometimes when I go out on my runs, I make a conscious effort <laughs> to really go slow. Like sometimes yeah. I'll try and run 11 or 12 minute miles. I mean, I don't... 12 minute miles almost walking. So I never hit the 12 minutes, but I, I yeah. can sort of get it to 11 and a half sometimes, but I think, I don't know. I, I just go out there and I it's get really into the rhythm and I do my four Game miles day, yeah. and it's been 10 miles. I can go quicker. And I think what happened was I just went out, just sort of went along with everyone else. And it's a minute and a half quicker than what I'm used to, but it didn't feel, I wasn't hanging on for dear life. I think I think I'm probably guilty of just plodding and not. I mean, I pushed myself the other day when I go because all my. I mean, my Strava is a bit funny because yeah, it's, it's everything's uphill, uphill Kingsdown, out yeah. of Kingsdown. So I probably run, I probably run my sort of eight and a half minute miles on the flat, but then I'm doing ten and a half minute miles because I'm going uphill for two miles. Which, but which is fun. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's just mental, isn't it? Like it does it does make you realise that you can, like you yeah, like like you said, you just done that without realising. Really, it's crazy. Yeah. Like the mind, the mind is the mind is the the king. I think. Yeah, I it's think. Just, I, yeah. I think your battle. I don't know. Um, I said my little thing. I always thought it would be a mental challenge rather than a physical. Towards the end of the sort of the fourth, the fifth, and the sixth runs, I realised that it was yeah. it was a physical challenge. But but yeah, 
Owen, I wish I won't wish you well for the challenge. So I'm going to get you back on before. Um, it's been absolutely wonderful. Thank you for your honesty. You know, we've all you've had a few ups and downs in recent times, and that sort of maybe got you to this point where you've signed up for this. But Owen, for now, thank you for being a guest rather than a co-host on Henry Weston's Old Mate <laughs> podcast. And um, we'll check thank in you. again with you soon, mate. Bro, thank you very much for having me, mate. A bit Cheers, more serious mate. than normal. Eh? <laughs> 